views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super welcome. It's so great. Great to connect with all of you. Thanks for tuning us in, turning us on. Oh, yeah, uh, another, another amazing lineup for all of you uh, eh, tuning us in. And thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much. And thanks to Linda for scheduling folks doing some of the most incredible work. Actually, this is really something happening out there. But first, let me say hello to Mr. Benny. Hi, Mr. B. Hey, Pat. Hey, you know what? I just got to tell you, it's really kind of interesting. I've been thinking about this and thinking about the people that we get to talk to. And what I'm discovering is that uh, there is a new wave of folks now coming into consciousness and stepping forward and literally taking the baton from some of the people that we've talked to over the past 12, 13 years And I love that. I love that things are being progressed. That's what I like to say. You know, uh, Benny, you and I did an interview. We did the interview with uh, Gloria Steinem. Most people don't even know who Gloria Steinem is. But if you don't know who she is, go ahead and Google Gloria Steinem. And, you know, she shared something very interesting. And Olivia Newton-John did the same thing. And, And what they said was, you know, we stand on the shoulders of all the people that have come before. And that is something that is so true right now. It's the accumulation of courage that we're seeing in the world. It's the accumulation of, of new ways of thinking that we're seeing in the world. It's the accumulation of all the things that have worked really well to open the door for all the things that can be improved including how we live our lives. And that's what, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. That's what we're sensing from people. That's what we're sensing, that level of connection, that level of being and doing. And so today's show is, is again, that conversation. You know, I'm so thrilled to, that I get to do what I do uh, because many of us have struggled with our lives, have struggled with our weight, you know, have struggled with the emotions that have shown up, especially if, as, as all of you have told us, especially if we look at them and what's happened over the past. And let me just say the past, I want to say six years, Benny. I, I think we, we could go back six years right now, maybe even seven for some people where things started to go a little bit rocky, a little bit sideways. 
but we're living in a different time now and we're living in a different age now. And so the question then becomes, how do we go and make new levels of amazing things in our lives? Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to somebody that knows a bit about that. Asher Fox joining me here today. Here's the deal. Fat to fearless. So enjoy permanent weight loss and end emotional eating for good. Now, if you don't think that there is such a thing as emotional eating, wait till you hear about this. Wait till we get to talk with him about what he discovered along the way to being somebody that helps people transform their lives, whether it's through you know, NLP, whether it's through cognitive behavior, whether it's through EFT, whatever that is, you know, there's something going to be here for, for everyone. You know, this book, Fat to Fearless, number one, Amazon and Kindle bestseller. Why? Because what we're talking about here is about something that is struggle for the masses in this country. I never thought in a million years that I'd say that. Asher, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege. You know, let's talk a little bit about you before we jump into this. Um, You know, I briefly introduced what you do and how you do it. You certainly are someone that can talk about what this book means and and why this is such an important message today. You know, but I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you with what it is about your own life, right? You know, that idea of becoming a a trainer, a fitness trainer, you know, becoming someone that, you know, conquered your own, we love this, yo-yo weight gain. What is it that you had to overcome? What are some of the challenges you had to move beyond beyond to show up as you today? Well, the, the first thing I really had to overcome was my own idea that doing the same thing over and over again was going to produce a different result, meaning that, you know, at the heart of of my book is the understanding that knowledge doesn't produce change. I became a fitness trainer. I had eight certifications. I taught personal training. I taught nutrition, and I still wasn't able to overcome my own weight problem because the issue was an emotional one. It was in my subconscious. It was something that drove me to eat. So no matter how much I worked out or no matter what I really did, it, you know, I was never going to solve my yo-yo weight problem until I addressed what the real issue was, which was you know, me. It wasn't the plan or the program or anything like that. It was me and, and the emotions and the stuff that I needed to work through. Wow. Um, you know, I've often shared a story about my sister um, who died way before her time. You know, and I think on the inside, probably even passed away, died before that. Something inside her died before that. Um, the heartbreak is how she died, uh, Asher. She died on the floor of a hospital at 450 pounds, went in for an asthma attack and passed away on that floor, died on that floor because she was too heavy to lift and get to the oxygen. And. I I thought about this at the time, and I thought that is an anomaly in the world. But I fast forward today, and we're looking at levels of obesity. They are shocking, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I had when you were saying that, you know, clients were coming to mind. You know, one client specifically about 
uh, 12 years ago, I would say, who was, you know, barely five feet tall and 450 pounds. And when she came to see me, the, you know, she was given the prognosis, you will be dead in two years if you don't change that. And the challenge is, is that that's a conscious level fault, you know, meaning that uh, at the conscious level, it's kind of like, you know, at the subconscious level, there's no experience of if we lose weight, we're going to die. But at the subconscious level, whatever it is that's driving people to do that, you know, exists for them. So, you know, for example, not in any way implying this was the case with your sister, of course, right, but right. with this one person, you know, she had had childhood sexual abuse. So weight was a way of protecting herself, and that was in her subconscious. And she really wasn't even consciously aware of it. But ultimately, her subconscious knew that when we were thin, we experienced this trauma. We need to be overweight to protect ourselves. But it had no experience of we will die if we don't lose the weight. And ultimately, that subconscious experience won out. So it's more common than people realize. And there's a myriad of reasons why people do that, you know, why they, they sabotage their diet. Well, uh, you know, and part of this, too, is really stepping back and looking at, you know, your own accomplishment, what you learned. And I remember reading in the book, you know, I remember reading a a couple of different things in the book uh, that had to do with your question mark. What's fear got to do with it, right? What's fear got to do with it? I'm sure you have been asked a million times, you know, what's (laughs) fear got to do with it? But for those of us that have been down the same path, you've been down, down the same path my sister's been down, you know, I think we know the answer, but the world doesn't know the answer. Um, You know, for you looking at this fat to fearless, is it essential that we conquer our fears to achieve permanent weight loss? It's absolutely essential that we conquer our fears. And the real challenge is, is that most of us don't know what we're really afraid of when it comes to our weight loss. You know, we've got our conscious level fear, which is, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to be fat forever. I'm afraid I'm going to be uh, overweight. I'm afraid no one's going to, you know, want to date me. You know, those are conscious level fears. But subconsciously, you know, weight is a symptom. You know, being overweight is a symptom, and and the behaviors that drive that is a symptom of something that's going on beneath the surface, usually some negative core beliefs. And one of the things that if you talk to anybody that has had a, a weight problem their entire life, you know, what they will tell you is they have a list of things they're going to do when they lose weight. When mm. I lose weight, I'm going to start dating. I'm going to meet that special someone. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to become more social, whatever it is. And they think that weight is what's getting in their way. But the truth is, is that weight protects them from their hidden fear that maybe they're not good enough to do those things. And whenever they start to lose weight, there's this, and there's, you know, people need to realize that the definition of unconscious is you're not consciously aware of it. So it's not like this thought pops in their head, but they start to lose weight and then it's, they get close to that and it's, oh man, I may have to go out and date. And what if, what if no one wants me? What if it's not my right. weight? What if I'm just not good enough? And they begin to sabotage their weight loss. And so all of those fears do ultimately need to be conquered if we're going to take it off and keep it off. And, you know, this is really a great conversation to have with you because, you know, this also leads into one of my other, uh, you know, famous conversations that I love to have. And that is what you touched upon. It's the beliefs, the beliefs that we don't even know we have about ourselves. You know, the beliefs that if you said to somebody that, you know, and, and I had somebody say this to me once, if you said to somebody, you know, a woman, let's say that weighed over 200 pounds that you wanted as a task, you wanted her to go out and get some some kind of outfit from Victoria's Secret, uh, chances are you would not hear from her again. 
And there are a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I could feel the energy of my listeners right now when I just said that. I know. You, okay. I see what's going on here. Because even when I say it for myself, it's kind of like, what? I, but what I realized with that, and I'm not saying that that's what you do, but what I realized from just that simple comment is how immediate the fear rises to the surface, the lack of self-confidence. So what does all of this have to do with how we carry ourselves and the weight we carry? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got lots of goodies to give away then. But more importantly, we're going to take a look at what he's discovered. What is the step ones in the book all about? And how about that emoting thing that we do? right before we put down a pint of ice cream. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. When I breathe and I breathe into you and I feel right to the bone and I give what you give and we go even higher than we are strong. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Pure Encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research-based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more. Available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists, finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long-term health of all patients, even the most sensitive. With Pure Encapsulations, you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available. Ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about Pure Encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide. For more information, please visit www.pureencapsulations.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. of traditional talk people pontificating about this or that the left or the right sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise tune in each week to straight talk with chuck gallagher on transformationtalkradio.com mondays at 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you your life your concerns and your success tune in and turn on to straight talk with chuck gallagher visit chuckgallagher.com for more information Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. A retreat to open your senses and heal your energy. Join Lynn Brown and Wendy Wolf for Amazing Astra Allies, April 30th through May 2nd in the beautiful Methow Valley. 
open to more of your astral experiences, learn intentional dreaming, and receive astral body healings in this serene setting. This retreat is almost full. To register now or learn more, call 206-931-7356 today. Hey, everybody. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Welcome back. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, you know, it was really amazing to hear from all of you about the changes and the expansion of Transformation Talk Radio that we're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's the time. It's time to do it. It's time to make sure that we're providing a new mainstream and talk radio that is both the essence of spirituality, the essence of raised consciousness, and the down-to-earth practical things that are happening in your life. And that's what today's show is about. So great to have Asher join us here today. By the way, the book is called Fat to Fearless. And for those of you out there, Mr. Benny is right there. Um, We would love to tell all of you out there that uh, for those of you out there, the first three people that register at asherfox.com, uh, you can download Asher's Stop Craving Toolkit. It's a series of techniques and audios to empower you to instantly stop cravings and impulse eating. And we're going to talk about this here in a hot second because this is hot. This is important. Um, for many of you, you don't even realize, right, Asher, this is kind of cool. Before the break, I was kind of talking about you know, what happened a number of years ago when someone said to me, I was 100 pounds heavier, actually. And someone said to me that they said, okay, I want you to go online and uh, I want you to go to the Victoria's Secret website, uh, Victoria's Secret, the website, and, uh, and I, w- I would like you to go in there and I'd like you to pick an outfit out and actually buy it. It took me four weeks to call that person back. <laughs> that, that's very true. I, I will make one quick note, by the way. I actually created for your listeners a whole page just for them to make it oh. easy that um, where they can not have to navigate the whole site. If they just okay. go to um, to uh, cravingstoolkit.com, I made that whole page just for them, and they, it'll be easy for them to register there. Cravings with an S, toolkit.com? Uh, yeah, cravings oh. with an S, toolkit.com. So just for your listeners, they can they can go there. Okay, we're going to be totally on this today. Okay, so here I am. There was a reason that I waited four weeks. Now, I know you're going to be able to tell me, and I, and I am more than willing to put myself out there and, and just share this because I have to tell you, I don't think I'm alone. I do not think I'm alone. But I also want to say something. I don't think it's just me uh, when I was, you know, 100 pounds heavier. I think this issue of body image, you know, transcends the weight that you carry. But I want to hear from you. Oh, it absolutely does. As a matter of fact, one of the things I I talk about in the book is that there was a period of time where I actually managed to lose the weight 
through sheer willpower. And willpower is kind of a different mechanism. It's a kind of a conscious mind tool. And, you know, we, we could kind of go into how willpower works. But basically, when we lose weight, we regain it. It's usually we lost it through willpower, but then the subconscious kicks in and we regain it. But at one point in time, I, I did in my early 20s, I was in fitness model shape. And that was when I was the most insecure. That was when I needed even more validation because I was more exposed. You know, it was, okay, here I am, world, and, and you know, if you don't like me now, I don't have weight as an excuse. So, you know, that's absolutely the case. You know, and I can remember when, when, I, when I took, um, if actually on, my, on the website, astrofox.com, they can see my before and after pictures of when I was 300 pounds. And I remember when we took that picture, I took that picture, a friend of mine was also losing weight, and he was all about, hey, let's post this on, and this was, years ago, so it was kind of like in the beginning of, I think, MySpace and, or whatever it was, and he's like, well, let's post this online to help motivate us, and I said, there is no way that I, that I am putting that picture anywhere until after, <laughs> you know, and now I, I, I have to deal with it being all over the media, but um, yeah, that's a very powerful thing, and what's really great about that is that, you know, using that example of that Victoria's Secret, that person going in to buy that, is that gives right. a lot of clues as to what's actually going on. Because if I were to sit here and I were to say to somebody I were, and, and I were to go through and say, okay, I want you to imagine that. I want you to imagine going and putting on that Victoria's Secret outfit and looking in the mirror. Tell me what those feelings are. And those emotions, those feelings, those beliefs would probably be something along the lines of not good enough, I'm unattractive, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, a failure, I'm, you know, unlovable, whatever those are. Then if I said to them, Okay, I want you to go back to the last time you overate, the last time you ate for emotional reasons because you weren't feeling good. And I said, what were those emotions? And I would get the exact same list of emotions, unlovable, not good enough, unattractive, whatever those are. And that's what's called the symptom cycle. You know, the way we feel about the problem actually perpetuates the problem. So, you know, one of the things, for instance, one of the reasons the book is called Fat to Fearless and not Overweight to Fearless is that we have to to heal something, we have to feel it. And that word fat, you know, carries a negative feeling for people who are overweight. And I want them to feel that because feeling the negative emotion is going to allow us to trace it back to its origin, trace it back to its source, heal it and transform it and change from the inside out. Mm. You know, uh, let's talk about the beliefs. Um, because, you know, and here's an interesting statistic I think you know about, but, but Asher, I got to tell you, I'm not convinced of which is the chicken or the egg. Okay. Uh, New information coming in about the rise in autoimmune disease, chronic illness in this country. Let's just talk about here, right? Uh, predominantly, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter, but, but, but that's what's happening associated with levels of obesity. Uh, not a one-to-one exact uh, correlation, but a very, very high correlation between obesity and autoimmune. The question is, which comes first? But I think what I'm asking you, does it really matter? Because anybody that has an autoimmune disease uh, of any kind, you know, there's a whole psychological, emotional thing that happens, and people can benefit from what you're doing here with that. And I wanted to ask you this. I mean, what are the beliefs that simply take on a life of their own, right, that get us down the rabbit hole and we cannot get out? Well, first, let's answer the question of which comes first, the chicken or the egg. And (laughs) the the answer is that both of those things are symptoms, autoimmune Mm. disorders, weight. 
that for the most part, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that, you know, that's definitely a significant amount, if not all, disease originates in the mind, mm. you know, and, and I can tell you from working with clients for over 18 years, you know, when I first started doing this work, if someone had said to me some of the things that I say now from experience, I would have said, oh, there's no way, you know, and have had a lot of those experiences, but one of the things over the years is I can, just based on a person's psychological symptoms, I can almost tell you if they suffer from various diseases. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been I've been sitting here, you know, because you begin to see patterns as years go by. And someone will say, you know, well, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. This is what my problem is. And I'll say, do you have fibromyalgia? Yeah. How did you know that? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have? And, you know, so really, you know, so much of this stuff is a manifestation of, you know, our subconscious. And people need to realize that. And I think that this is, is this great secret that is out there but not out there, that people don't really get it, is that over 90% of our mental functioning is our subconscious mind. It controls our, you know, our, it's the seat of our emotions, our creativity, our memories, our habits, you know, our belief systems, which, which we'll talk about. And so much of the, even the thoughts that we think are conscious are subconsciously motivated. You know, if we believe all, all if, if you're a woman and you believe all men cheat, well, you may think that you're making this choice to go out with this person because they're six foot tall and, you know, tall, dark, and handsome. But, you know, subconsciously you're making that choice because you picked up on the fact that they're going to cheat and that confirms what, what you believe about yourself. So the subconscious mind is so powerful and it, it controls our autonomic nervous system. And research now even shows that in the presence of different emotions, they've actually watched DNA begin to change shape based on the emotion that people are feeling. Mm. You know, that's how powerful it is. And then we can look at the study of epigenetics, which, you know, it was always believed that DNA was what, you know, controlled gene expression. And now we're seeing that even environment and emotional factors can affect gene expression. So your mind, you know, is so much linked to your body that it's not just weight, you know, and rarely when people go through this process and resolve the core beliefs that lead to being overweight, do they not find that those negative core beliefs are affecting them in other areas of life, whether it be health, things like disease, whether it be the quality of their relationships, whether it be Mm -hmm. even their finances. Because if you believe you're not worthy or you're not good enough, you know, that transcends weight. You know, so resolving resolving these things are just, are just very powerful. But but beliefs, core beliefs, reside in our subconscious, and basically they are the operating system for our life. And unfortunately, they usually form as children. And you know, they're in almost everyone I've worked with over the years uh, with you know significant weight issues they've struggled with. There's some flavor of I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm unattractive, I'm second best. You know, something that, you know, a belief that they originated from in uh, childhood. And one of the primary functions of the subconscious mind is to prove us right. So if we believe we're unlovable or not good enough or unattractive, the subconscious mind doesn't argue. It just says, okay, and it works to drive our perceptions and our behaviors to prove that right. And in a culture where we prize being thin, you know, there's no greater way to prove that you're unlovable, not good enough, or, you know, any of those things than to drive you to be overweight. So core beliefs really are, are at the heart of so much of, of well, really our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the challenge is people don't want to, to look themselves in the eye and say, yeah, I believe I'm unlovable or I believe I'm unattractive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where we develop all of these neuroses. You know, Carl Jung said that 
all neurosis is a substitute for legitimate suffering. So we develop things like overeating, denial, mm-hmm. all this stuff to keep from dealing with that underlying core issue because it, it hurts and it's painful. I love this. And as I went through the book, um, people say to me, you got to be kidding me. You know, you don't really read everybody's book. Yeah, I do. Uh, and, and so I was going through the book and I have to tell you, maybe you can coach me on this when we come back. And by the way, I've already signed up. Thank you for making this available to people. Thank you. Thank you oh, for doing I, I, that. I'm thrilled oh, to serve. Oh, my God. Crazy. Um, and I, I want to talk with you about this when we come back, because the book isn't just about a bunch of words. You know, what's in here, as I found, is you give us sort of a toolkit that goes beyond this. You know, you, you go through and you help us under, un, un, uncover as you look, I can't I'm starting to stutter now. I can't even talk about this. Uh, you, you ask us to uncover some of those beliefs. And I want to talk about that when you come back. What is involved with the new reveal? What is involved with it? And, you know, there are some stories of people that you've actually worked with. When we come back, we're going to be talking. And by the way, for those of you guys out there, you got a question for Asher? Give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. Yep. 1-800-930-2819. What's the beginning? What happens in that process of revelation? Well, this is a guy that knows a ton about this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing, to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, Intuit.com or call 844. For letter B into it. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Do you want to transform your life's trauma and challenges into the gift that your life was meant to be? It's time for you to take control of your soul journey to heal, grow, and shine. Manifest your destiny with Wendy Wolf, soul transformer, energy, and psychic healer. To start your soul journey, contact Wendy at HealGrowShine.com or email Wendy at Wendy at WendyRWolf.com and start your adventure today. 
Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, I just, uh, I, wow. I cannot believe what Asher Fox just did. I cannot believe it. But then again, I do believe it. Uh, because I believe this and I believe that, you know, people are out there and they are wanting to see transformation happen in their lives at the body, mind, spirit level. And I know Linda is the one that took one look at this and said, we've got to have Asher on the show. Here's why. Not only is his book amazing, his work is transformative, but what he has created for our listeners will blow you guys away. I don't know if I can even talk about this now. Um, well, excuse me a minute. Um, if you guys go uh, to what Asher has created for us, um, and it is a special page just for our listeners you know, if you go to cravings with an S, toolkit.com. Asher, did I get that right? It works cravings. without the S or not. But. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, let's just get over there. Get over there. Get there now. And then all you got to do is take a look at it and just sign up. I put my email in and I picked a category. Um, you know, it could have been any category, but, you know, there are a lot of things here. Um, then what what it says is, okay, Thank you for requesting the Stop Cravings Toolkit. Tomorrow you will receive your first of three installments of the Stop Cravings Toolkit in your email with each additional installment coming over the following two days. And it's, it's a training video. It's other resources on how to instantly stop cravings and take control of your relationship with food. What a gift for all of you out there. What an incredible gift this is for you guys, for our listeners that he's created. That's why I get teary-eyed and all choked up that there's somebody like him out in the world willing to pay it forward. Asher, I want to talk about this in a couple of different ways, because honestly, most of us believe that a guy like you doesn't really exist. And so, therefore, if a guy like you doesn't really exist, there's no way. There's no way we're ever going to be able to make that change. And so the reason I'm bringing this up, and I did get choked up about it, because there wasn't anything that I could do to help my sister, you know, back in, two, you know, 2000, back, back in 1991. Because I didn't know about these tools, and by the way, they didn't really exist. And so I wanted you to walk through our, with our listeners, first of all, you know, how the toolkit would help them. But also you do something in this book that is amazing. You actually give us little tasks to go ahead and do to make change. 
how do we talk to the people that that don't know where to begin and what can they expect asher well the you know i, I said earlier that information doesn't produce change so you know mm-hmm. i wrote the book and it was it's designed to be experienced meaning that if you sit here and just read the book through you know you're going to get some maybe some insights some intellectual knowledge but that's really not the way that that it's designed to be used it, every chapter you know it takes you through i believe that you have to work at the conscious the unconscious and the environmental level so in the beginning of the book there's a lot of education about understanding the mind but then when we get into it it actually every chapter that you read gives you skills you actually do exercises that you have emotional experiences with and you know it was very important that the book be simple and easy to follow because you know i, I taught uh clinical hypnotherapy and i've uh, taught nlp and coaching at various institutions and the first book that version of the book came across like a textbook and a medical doctor friend of mine who reviews medical textbooks and my editor said this is great if you're teaching practitioners but you know this needs to be simpler so the book actually went through three different rewrites simply to make it simple and and easy to follow you know and one of my concerns was you know for for 18 years i've had this amazing success with clients and i wanted to share it but it was how do i take what i do in sessions and put it into a written format and you know that was a very long process and quite frankly i didn't know how it was going to work you know meaning you know i i get these amazing transformations with clients in the office but you know people following this process you know without necessarily my one-on-one guidance what would it be like and i have to admit i've been amazed you know i i get emails from therapists you know um all the time that are you know wanting to learn this material to work with their clients and and i got an e- an email from a another therapist who had done therapy for years and she was saying you know i was went through one of the processes in the book and she had been a de- uh depression era baby and she had been premature and they actually had to put her in in uh her uh crib or not crib but cradle or whatever with warm uh bottles of water to keep her warm. Mm-hmm. And she, you know and she actually through this process remembered hearing her mother say we've got to we've got to feed her she's got to eat or she'll die. And that actually came up from her subconscious just from going through these processes. So, you know, the the thing to understand or I guess what I would say in response to kind of where to begin is just simply to begin and trust the process because it's really kind of broken down in that way. but you can't just read it through it's not information information doesn't produce change you know experience does and so you got to go through the process you know i want to ask you this question if we could i know that we you and i we go about our day we do we just get out there and we do our stuff have you seen some surprises though you know since you started write a book have you seen some surprises and how did writing this book affect you how has it changed you Well, you know, it it's I'd say the surprises that I've seen has just been, you know, the the results that people have gotten because, you know, my expectation was that they would get some results from the book, but then I also have a series of hypnotherapy audios and more people would get results when they also did that and then more people would get results if they did the online coaching program. The big surprise for me has been just how the results people have gotten just just from the book and And I guess, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, I I guess I I didn't um really process all, you know, when you write a book 
and you're in that process for a year or two years, by the time you're, you know, there's that initial thought of, I'm going to be an author and I'm going to have this book and, you know, all this. But by the time you're done with it, that's the last thing on your mind. (laughs) You know, it's just kind of, okay, this is done. And I guess the the reception of the book has been... um, has been really personally fulfilling, you know, just seeing that, you know, my original goal was how can I share this with the world? Because from somebody that knows what it's like to suffer with chronic obesity and live with that for years, you know, my mission was to alleviate that and and just to see the degree of success it's had. And I evaluate success with this book totally, not by, you know, how many books people get, but by the stories that I get back by, you know, success stories. And that's been really fulfilling. Oh, you know, this is um, this is amazing um, for the people out there listening, you know, for how these things change us. I wanted to talk to you about, you know, um, <clears throat> this whole idea of process and emotional self-soothing that you referred to. I love that, by the way. I hope you I hope you create a little acronym on that, like uh, ESS or something, emotional self-soothing. Uh, I should, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could like do a whole T-shirt called Stop Emotional Self-Soothing. But (laughs) I started to read this and I went through this and um, I want to talk a little bit about emotions in the way that you, I don't want to talk about it. I'd like you to talk about these emotions in the way that you refer to them in the book. You know, especially this, you know, this idea of negative emotions and what the results will be if we have them. Well, at, at the heart of really understanding that, because, you know, the goal is to change these negative emotions and to mm-hmm. change those, you have to understand where they originate from. And that brings us right back to belief. So, the, you know, the formula that I work from is that events in childhood lead to forming beliefs. You know, again, I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. I'm second best. And once we have those beliefs, we begin to filter reality through those beliefs. So those types of beliefs produce emotions, things like anger, guilt, shame, embarrassment, uh, fear. And once we have those emotions, we then begin to search for something to soothe them with. And, you know, it can be drugs, sex, uh, addiction, gambling addiction, you know, uh, alcohol. But for what we're dealing with now, Mm -hmm. you know, it's food. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, all of these negative emotions originate from these these negative core beliefs. And so ultimately the whole the goal is to really change these beliefs that are that are running our lives. And you know, people will hear this that they, you know, these negative beliefs and they'll say, you know, my my childhood was great. You know, nothing bad happened to me that I can remember. You know, and they think that you have to have some type of significant trauma to have these beliefs. And while certainly I work with a lot of people with, you know, childhood abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, that sort of thing. Most of these beliefs come from fairly benign things that happen to us because the challenge is is that, you know, we've got our, our subconscious mind, we've got our conscious mind, and then we've got this area, you know, called the critical factor, the, what I call the critical gateway in my book that kind of acts as a filter so that everything in our environment doesn't just go into our subconscious. Well, as a child, that hasn't been formed yet. Our subconscious is wide open, and that's why we're able to absorb and learn things so much quicker as children than as adults. But the challenge is we're also absorbing information and making decisions about that with maturity and intellect of a four, five, six-year-old. So, for instance, you know, mom may, you know, be with us for most of, you know, our our early, early years. And then, you know, five, six years old, she goes back to work. Mm. And 
as a five- or a six-year-old, you know, we don't understand what's going on. We just process the emotion of loss, and mom's not here with us. Mom's left us. She doesn't give us as much time anymore. And as children, we also process everything based on what it means to us. So what does that mean to, to me and about me? Well, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe she doesn't love me as much anymore. Maybe I'm not good enough, you know, et cetera and so forth. Now, and that belief forms. Now, once you have that belief, I said you begin to filter reality through it. So now if mom, you know, comes and spends a little more time with you or, you know, what have you, or, you know, or let's say she comes in and she talks to your sister first, well, that's just more confirmation. You know, I'm second best. You know, or mom decides to come over and spend a little more time with you. Well, she's just doing this to make up for the fact that she doesn't love me. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, you know, so we have these, these beliefs that form in childhood. Now, as adults, we don't, we, you know, our memories aren't, you know, it's a, memories are actually reconsolidated and changed all the time. We don't necessarily know that um, from our conscious perspective. But as an adult, we look back and all we remember is, you know, well, mom left, she had to work. And maybe we remember that, eh, I remember I was crying or I remember I wasn't happy about it. But what we don't remember consciously, because it's a subconscious belief, is that we formed a belief that we've been operating from throughout our entire life. And that belief is, as you go through the process, is what's producing these emotions that we're trying to soothe. Now, here's the real kicker. Whatever it is that we choose to soothe the emotion with also reinforces the original belief. So if I feel that I'm not good enough or unattractive or unlovable, I'm going to choose something like food that will make me overweight because being overweight just reinforces that. So it's this incredibly powerful cyclical pattern that explains why people can go a lifetime and accomplish things like you know, going through school, raising a family, having a career, things that seem so much more difficult, yet they can't conquer this because they're working at it at that conscious level and they've got to diffuse that cycle. Wow. You know, uh, we're going to skip the break here because we have so many things to talk about. I want to talk with you a minute about um, visualization and the relationship you discuss in the book. This is really good. You know, this is really good the way you do this because, you know, here's what we've talked about so far, right? You know, we've talked about just a teeny little bit of what you've got in in the book. And I, I'm so I'm so excited about the radio show you're going to do. But for those of you out there, the book is called Fat to Fearless, right? Asher Fox is joining me here today. You can go to the website for sure, asherfox.com. But you can also go to cravingstoolkit.com. You guys out there, and this is a gift from Asher. I love it. I was crying earlier doing this today. Um, You know, Asher, I wanted to talk to you about something that you tie together. And what you tie together is kind of what we've been talking about in little bits. This idea of visualization, emotions, and beliefs. I would love for you to talk about how that works and what the possibilities are for our folks today. Well, ultimately, you know, our goal is to change beliefs. And anytime we change anything significant about ourselves, you know, it involves creating new neural pathways in the brain. You know, up until the past 15, 20 years, it was believed that, that you know, once you were an adolescent, how your brain was was pretty much how it was. But now we understand through, through what's called neuroplasticity that the brain continues to change and rewire itself as we have different experiences. And, and what, what I do in the book as you go through these processes is called self-directed neuroplasticity. You know, you're choosing to make changes in your brain. So, you know, any new experience you have, any new feeling, any new belief requires corresponding changes in, in the brain. And the 
subconscious mind, which runs all that stuff, doesn't know the difference between an experience that's visualized and that it really happened as long as there's sufficient emotional content with it. You know, mm. so, you know, that's one of the mistakes that people make when it comes to visualization. Essentially, things impressing the subconscious mind is, a, is on a continuum of emotion and repetition. The more emotion, the less repetition is required to influence the subconscious. The more repetition, the less emotion. So a lot of people kind of do this whole visualization thing, and they don't really install emotion into it. And they, there's also another component to it, which is as things become habitualized, the emotion decreases. So you have to kind of make changes to that visualization as you go along to keep that emotion up. But basically, you know, the book goes through the process of you actually need to be able to see, feel, and experience yourself as being thin, as well as doing all of the activities that you need to be able to do that, and by building the, the neural structures before you do it. You know, and and you do that through visualization, and and a great uh, analogy for that is, and I'm not sure if I use this in the book, is every time you do something that you're unfamiliar with, it's kind of like you know taking a machete and hacking a a trail through the woods. The first time you do it, that's going to be pretty difficult. You know, the next time it's going to be a little easier. You know, and the more you use that trail, the easier it is, and the more well developed it becomes. And it's kind of like that. You know, when I'm going to go and do some type of activity that leads to weight loss, if I've actually used visualization to build those neural pathways in advance, I'm going to have less resistance and find it to be easier to do. And, you know, it's the same way with how I feel about myself. You know, I have to be able to feel and visualize and accept myself as being overweight. You know, there have been plenty of, you know, there was a study years ago, and I, I really don't, can't remember, I've looked for this and I can't find it, um, but a woman had a breast reduction done, and she actually, her breast actually went back to the original size because subconsciously in her mind, she saw herself as, as someone who had that, those size breasts. And we've already talked about the power of the subconscious mind to influence the body. So if you can't actually visualize and see yourself being the way you want to be, you know, your subconscious mind is never going to allow that to happen, and visualization is a key tool for that. Well, you know, it's really kind of, you know, it's really kind of connecting all the dots. And, you know, you work with people across the globe. And I'm very excited for you. First of all, congratulations on on, on the book. I mean, you know. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, it's super, super book. I mean, it really is. For those of you out there, I mean, you can definitely, you know, go to the website. The gift that you gave everybody is super. Uh, but the deal is. There's so many things in this book that I didn't get until I started to read it. And then I went back, Asher, and I started to go ahead and, uh, um, you know, look at some of the things more closely. And so, you know, everything from what you talk about with the inner critic, you know, to the place that we get to go to when you take us to the chapter of this that is about pain and pleasure. And I want to tell you that. I didn't expect this. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. And I got to ask you about it. This chapter, what's the critical talking point for us? For pain and pleasure? Yeah. The, well, ultimately, those are the two hum factors that drive human behavior. Mm -hmm. And our subconscious mind is wired first to move us away from pain and secondarily towards pleasure. We focus mm -hmm. on the negative first, and that's because it's a survival mechanism. If you were a caveman, you know, however many thousands of years ago, and, you know, you would, no matter how starved you were, if you ran across this great piece of fruit on this tree, 
but, you know, you heard a rustle in the bushes behind you and saw a tiger, you first had to deal with the tiger before you could, the pain, before you could deal with the pleasure. And over the eons, you know, that's generalized into emotional pain and pleasure as well. So, you know, the way that most diets and everything works is that people reach a point where their pain level from being overweight overrides the, the other factors that are causing them to be overweight, the belief systems, the secondary gains, all that stuff. You know, there's a tipping point. You know, they went to put on the, that pair of jeans that they was their fat jeans, but they can't even wear those now. Or, you know, their husband or wife has a new attractive coworker. There's a reunion coming up. Something tips that pain point. That causes them to start their, their diet. The challenge with that is that their motivation is linked to pain, and pain is linked to weight. And, I, you know, I've worked with a lot of medical doctors and weight loss medical doctors over the years, and they'll, they'll say, we don't understand why people will get halfway there and, and quit. And mm-hmm. this explains it in part, is as you lose weight, your pain decreases, and as your pain decreases, your motivation decreases. So, you know, and once it the pain and motivation decreases beneath the point of those belief systems that are drivers and everything else, you immediately revert back to the old behavior. That's why you've got to, A, be resolving those beliefs and secondary gains, you know, uh, you know, while you're doing this. And at the same time, you have to develop a very well-established uh, idea or sense of pleasure of what you're going to get out of this at the subconscious level. And most people don't do that. You know, even, you know, one of the things with cravings is that when people look at something and they, first of all, if you go up and, and the Stop Cravings Toolkit talks about this a little bit, if I go up in the look at a cupcake in the case at the grocery store my sub- and I visualize it, my subconscious mind immediately anticipates having that sugar rush and drops my mm-hmm. blood sugar, which increases my cravings. But point is, is that we only look at that in terms of what we're going to miss out on and we don't yeah. emotionalize what we're going to get out of staying true to the course. I love this. You know, Asher, I cannot believe how quickly this time went. First of all, I want to thank you again for the gift to our listeners. That's amazing. Uh, For those of you out there, I must say it one more time. uh, Cravings with an S or not, toolkit.com. One last question, um, and it refers to the the end of the book, I I recall. Um, And the question is about readiness. Are you ready? And so here's my question. What's your personal message? What would you like to say to folks to help them get ready if they're not? Well, that to take a look at what you've done in the past and look at the results that you've produced. And, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Ultimately, you've got to do something different. You've got to go beneath the surface. And that, that while that may seem painful, there may be things there you don't want to deal with. Ultimately, the fear of dealing with it is much greater than the actual, you know, pain of of dealing with it. And the benefits are just, you know, too numerous, too numerous to count. Enormous. It's about about giving choice, you know, because up until this point, 90% of your mind may have been working against you. You know, you really haven't had a choice in the results you produced, but you can take that 10% of the conscious mind and make a choice to work on that 90% and actually, you know, have the ability to follow through. I love it. I want to thank you so much. And, uh, you know, much congratulations to you. Uh, We will let folks know uh, when your radio show is going to be up and running and let them know the time of it and how to find out more about that. Um, Asher, thank you so much for your generosity, the super gift. I know people are signing up left and right right now. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get little pings from them. So I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's a privilege to be here and a privilege to serve your listeners.
Wow. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, this is the place you're going to want to go, folks. So, you know, go ahead and connect with Asher. Go to asherfox.com or you can go to cravingstoolkit.com. Get yourselves a copy of this book. It is loaded. And there are many ways you can work with Asher if you go to his website and let us stop the pain and the suffering now forever. We'll be right back. inspiring and uplifting brenda thine spreads love and light wherever she goes enlightening empowering and encouraging readings brenda connects with your guides angels fairies and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential always light filled a session with brenda will have you feeling wonderful centered and ready to take on anything schedule your session now at brendathine.com that's brenda t-h-y-n-e.com Encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research-based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more. Available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists, finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long-term health of all patients, even the most sensitive. With Pure Encapsulations, you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available. Ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about Pure Encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide. For more information, please visit www.pureencapsulations.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. of traditional talk people pontificating about this or that the left or the right sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise tune in each week to straight talk with chuck gallagher on transformationtalkradio.com mondays at 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you your life your concerns and your success tune in and turn on to straight talk with chuck gallagher visit chuckgallagher.com for more information Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. A retreat to open your senses and heal your energy. Join Lynn Brown and Wendy Wolf for Amazing Astra Allies, April 30th through May 2nd in the beautiful Methow Valley. 
open to more of your astral experiences, learn intentional dreaming, and receive astral body healings in this serene setting. This retreat is almost full. To register now or learn more, call 206-931-7356 today. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing, to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, Intuit.com or call 844 letter B, Intuit. 